Hello and welcome to The Poetry of Science, a podcast which provides insight into new scientific research via the medium of poetry. I'm your host, Dr. Sam Illingworth, and each week I'll be introducing you to some of the latest scientific findings and sharing a selection of science-themed poetry. If you enjoy this podcast, then please consider giving it a rating and leaving some feedback in your podcast directory of choice. And if you really enjoy it, then why not share it with a friend? After all, we could all do with a little bit more poetry in our lives. In this episode, I'll be exploring new research, which has found that compensating farmers for providing habitats for wild bees will ultimately benefit all landowners. Weighed down by the delights of an afternoon's jumbled scavenging, you zigzag drunkenly across the sky, tumbling through monocultures to the wild abandon of your uncultivated home. Squatting in the corner of Farmer John, or was it Giles's field, you hear him exclaim, Those bees will be the end of me, they're such ungrateful tenants, roaming when they could just stay home with no remorse or penance. You let out a gentle chortle at Farmer John, Giles, maybe Jim, your disregard for boundaries matched only by your apathy for gross domestication. The drone, you snort, continues. It's so unfair I take the hit. I've emptied out my pockets. No longer will I lay my field as others reap my profits. You sadly shake your head that it has come to this. Partition in private benefits as the man shakes you down for every flower shook in his name. This poem is inspired by research published in People and Nature, which has found that reimbursing those farmers who provide habitats for wild bees will lead to benefits for all. The tragedy of the commons describes how shared environmental resources are overused and eventually depleted, normally as a direct result of individuals acting in self-interest for the greatest short-term personal gain, rather than considering the needs of the wider community. Wild bees provide an excellent example of this problem in action. Bees are needed to pollinate crops and creating wild bee habitat on farms can be as simple as letting a small area of land remain wild. However, bees do not adhere to human-made boundaries, with many bee species foraging 100 to 1,000 metres from nest sites, meaning that bees that have their habitat in one field will likely pollinate the crops in another. As such, there is little incentive for farmers and other landowners to create space on their own lands if the costs are greater than the benefits they'd have received from the bees, which means that few farmers choose to sacrifice land for bee habitat, resulting in fewer bees and ultimately fewer crops for all landowners. In this study, researchers found that if 40% of landowners were to provide space for wild bee habitat, those landowners would themselves lose about $1 million through the loss of arable farmlands, but that doing so would generate nearly $2.5 million for their neighbours via the pollination of additional crops. If all of the landowners were able to work together so that those who benefited from the bees compensated those who provided them with the habitat, then the tragedy of the commons could potentially be averted with net gains for everyone. Now that you've heard the science, let me read the poem to you again. Weighed down by the delights of an afternoon's jumbled scavenging, you zigzag drunkenly across the sky, 
tumbling through monocultures to the wild abandon of your uncultivated home. Squatting in the corner of Farmer John, or was it Giles's field, you hear him exclaim, Those bees will be the end of me. They're such ungrateful tenants, roaming when they could just stay home with no remorse or penance. You let out a gentle chortle at Farmer John, Giles, maybe Jim, your disregard for boundaries matched only by your apathy for gross domestication. The drone, you snort, continues. It's so unfair I take the hit, I've emptied out my pockets. No longer will I lay my field as others reap my profits. You sadly shake your head that it has come to this partitioning private benefits as the man shakes you down for every flower shook in his name. In this section of the podcast, I'd like to share a poem written by another poet on a topic related to the science that has been discussed so far. In this episode, I'll be reading Wild Bees by James K. Baxter. James K. Baxter was a New Zealand poet and playwright who was born in Dunedin, New Zealand in 1926. Baxter started writing poetry at an early age and his first collection of poetry, Beyond the Palisade, published in 1944, was critically acclaimed even though he was just 17 years old and a student at the University of Otago when it was published. His other publications include The Fallen House, published in 1953, In Fires of No Return, published in 1958, and Pig Island Letters, published in 1966. Baxter died in 1972 at the age of 46. Wild Bees by James K. Baxter Often in summer on a tarred bridge, plank standing, or downstream between willows, a safe Ophelia drifting in a rented boat, I'd seen them come and go. Those wild bees, swift as tigers, their gauze wings a-glitter in passionless industry, clustering black at the crevice of a rotting cabbage tree, where their hive was hidden low, but never strolled too near, till one half-cloudy evening of ripe January, my friends and I came gloved and masked to the eyes like plundering desperadoes to smoke them out. Quiet, beside the stagnant river, we trod wet grasses down, hearing the crickets chitter and waiting for lights to drain from the wounded sky. Before we reached the hive, their sentry saw us and sprang invisible through the darkening air, stabbed and died in stinging. The hive woke. Poisonous fuming of sulphur filled the hollow trunk and crawling blue flames sputtered, yet still their suicidal live raiders dived and clung to our hands and hair. Oh, it was Carthage under the Roman torches, or loud with flames and falling timber. Troy! A job well botched. Half of the honey melted and half the rest young grubs. Through earth-black smouldering ashes and maimed bees groaning, we drew out our plunder. Little enough their gold, and slight our joy. Falling then the city of instinctive wisdom. Tragedy is written distinct and small. A hive burned on a cool night in summer. But loss is a precious stone to me. A nectar distilled in time. Preaching the truth of winter to the fallen heart 
that does not cease to fall. Thank you for listening to the Poetry of Science. If you want to find out more about the scientific study featured in this episode or read any of the poems in full, then please visit the show notes at scipoetry.podbean.com. That's scipoetry.podbean.com, where you can also find out how to get in touch with any questions or comments you might have. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.